Well, hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week is part four in my series on build your best dang website. And this week we're gonna talk about SEO and a whole lot more. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Well, hey, and welcome to the podcast, everyone. I hope you are having a good week this week. Um, Yeah, so this is our last episode in our series on building your best dang website. I hope it has been helpful to you as you're trying to build your website. Um, Yeah, let's just uh, dive right into it. So we have done a four part series on building websites. Um, In the first three parts of our series, we went over a few different things. Um, Essentially, what I've been doing is taking you through my own client process. So the process I actually use when I'm working with clients on smaller website builds, so not custom where there's more back and forth and more changes and that kind of thing, but a smaller website build where it's a little bit more straightforward. And this system seems to work pretty well for those of you doing a DIY website. So in the first episode, we went over, you know, getting organized, um, how to put things together so that you will be super successful building your website and getting people to actually book once it's built. Um, Number two was uh, we went over content not just uh, photos and text, but all the other details that you're going to have to put on your website. They're going to have to live on some space on your website. So, you know, maps and social media feeds and all those types of things that you might want. Online booking as well. And uh, finally, in episode three, we went over choosing the very best design template or design theme how to pick something that is appropriate to you and your aesthetic, but also appropriate uh, and for clients. It makes it really easy for them to find what they want on your website. Now, we are going to talk about how to get that website launched to the public and actually start getting bookings. After all, that's the whole point, right? You want your website to be seen by people and have them go, wow, this person is perfect for me, they can actually help me, where do I sign up? Or where do I book an appointment? Or, you know, where do I book a class? So once you've got your content on your site, and hopefully, you know, if you've been sort of listening to these episodes as you do each phase of your website, hopefully you've actually got your content up on your website now. Um, so yeah, you've got it up there and it's looking pretty, pretty great, right? So your website is done and uh, just set it public if it hasn't been already and uh, walk away and uh, you're done, right? That's it. That's it for this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I hope you're having a great day. And okay, obviously, guys, I'm kidding. This was a bad joke. (laughs) You're probably going like, what is she on about? Obviously, I wouldn't be recording a podcast episode if putting your site, your content on your site and then setting it public was the final step. Because it's not. It's a super important step. Don't get me wrong. Getting your content down is feels like a major win, right? Because you've gone from I need to build a website to oh my gosh, I actually have a completed website. Amazing, right? 
So you're almost done. Yes, the website's complete, but it's not 100% complete. There's still some behind the scenes stuff to do. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And this is the exact stuff that I do with clients. This is my job normally. The clients write the content. I get it, you know, sort of prepared and up on the website. We go back and forth a few times. And, uh, you know, yeah. And then uh, and then I do all these behind the scenes things. Um, these behind the scenes things for my running listeners, if you're a runner like me, it's kind of like being on mile 24 of a marathon. You really are almost there. Unlike, you know, the signs that you see at mile 10 that are like, you're almost there. And you're like... F you, no, I'm not. <laughs> I have I have a long way to go. We're only at the 10 mile mark. We're not even at the half. Um, but yeah, you're almost there. But you got 2.2 miles to go. So you got to get that last little bit done. You got to, you know, push, right? That's kind of what this phase of the website is like. It's built, but there's still a few things you need to do in order to have your best success. So now we got to wrap this website project up with some final details to do two things. Number one, make sure it really is good with as few errors as possible. It's computers. There's always going to be errors, but you want it to be as error free as possible. And number two, make sure your work, your hard work is going to be seen by as many people as possible because you want to book more clients. That's what I want for you with this DIY website project that you're doing for yourself. And actually, like I've said, these are the steps I actually take with client sites. I'm not just kind of making this up and, you know, on the fly here. I actually do these things with my clients, like I've said. So, you know, again, once I get all the content on the site for the client, this is how it works, okay? I get all the site the content on the site for the client. They look it over and they request their changes. Maybe they want a font size a little bigger, maybe they want a color change, maybe they prefer a different photo in the header. You know, we we make changes together, right? That's step 1, and that's step 1 for you as well. If you haven't already done those things, go through and do that kind of stuff. Now, honestly, when you're DIYing, you kind of do do that as you go through so you you know you'll put up a photo and you'll go oh I thought I liked that photo but actually now that I see it in place I hate it <laughs> let's change it to something else that kind of stuff you know but sometimes it can help to look at your entire site all at once rather than sort of a page by page um look because sometimes when you're narrowed down to a single page and you're just focusing on that one page it'll look fine but then when you kind of click through to other pages and see it sort of as the site as a whole you go oh I actually don't like that opening photo on that page. It kind of is jarring or it kind of doesn't work. Um, or sometimes you will be working on and you'll realize that you need to change up the white space around text on one page. It looked fine on its own, but when you actually start examining it versus the other pages, it actually doesn't look very good. And you, you guys get the idea, right? So look at your whole site and make little tweaks to pages as you need so that everything kind of fits together and flows nicely. Okay, so that's step one. The next step is checking your work over for errors. Now, it can really help to have a friend or a colleague or somebody help you with this, you know, your partner, whoever you have in your life um, who, you know, is reasonably good at doing these kinds of things. But if, you know, if you don't have anybody who can help you or, or they just don't want to or they don't have time or whatever, that's fine. Just do it yourself, but be extra diligent. Basically, you want to treat this kind of like a college essay where you want it polished. You know, 
you want it to look its best, you'll get a good mark. Or, you know, maybe you weren't so into doing that when you were in school. But imagine, right? Imagine how it would be if you were actually, you know, pushing for an A. Maybe you didn't do those kinds of things in school. And that's totally fine. Not everybody, you know, cares so much about marks. But let's let's say, you know, that you, you did. You wanted the high mark. Same thing here. Treat it kind of like a college essay where you really want a good mark. So, for example, we are looking for the following things. Spelling mistakes, grammar and punctuation errors, you know, and here's a tip for you, a plugin like Grammarly, which I'll link in the show notes, can help you quite a bit with this, you know, you might, um, you might miss something and Grammarly is like, oh, this is actually an awkward way to word this and you're, oh, I didn't even think of that, and, you know, so you, you can change it, right, it helps. Look for links that don't work. So actually go through your site and click every single link, not the internal links, like not the things in your, well, I mean, maybe you should check your menu, um, but especially external links. Make sure that they don't just go to some, you know, uh, the page that you didn't intend or a 404 page, like a page not found. Make sure all of your links work. Make sure all of your photos load. I know that's an obvious thing, but sometimes people miss things. People miss things. Like they, they think it's loading and then they go and they double check and they're like, oh, that image is no longer loading. Why? It's just something got messed up and you just have to put the image back in, you know? And anything else that doesn't load or look proper, right? Essentially, look for problems and fix them as you find them. <laughs> You know, same thing as if you were editing an essay or any other piece of work for, you know, for school or something that's really important. Like if you were working on a flyer for advertising your business or a business card or whatever, as you find errors, go through and fix them. So once you've done that, you can now double check your work on various device sizes and web browsers. So this is sort of part two of the checking for errors. Now, I get that some of you will find that to be way more techy than you are willing to dive into. And that is fine. I understand that. If you don't feel comfortable with this, that is okay. Because um, you're using a pre-made reputable theme and it's already been checked by the people who make the theme. As, you know, And often it's been used by many, many users. So if there are errors, they've already been found for the most part, right? So chances are very high that your your website is totally fine on other um, web browsers and other devices and stuff. And that's been my experience. However, if you do feel comfortable and you want to go the extra mile to be absolutely sure, it can be good to check your website over on a few different web browsers on different devices. And you can maybe ask a friend who's got you know, some other devices to help you out because most of us don't own dozens of devices. And if you're not a web designer or a web developer, which I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you are not, you probably don't have access to the various testing tools that we have, right? Well, you, you do, but it would cost you money or it would be a new piece of thing that you'd have to learn. So we're going to leave that aside and we're just going to assume that you're going to be checking it, you know, with actual uh, web browsers, with actual devices. This is where a friend can be, you know, or a couple of friends can be very helpful. Ask them to look at it on their phone, especially if they have a different phone than you. Like if you have an iPhone and they have a Samsung something or other, ask them to check it out on their phone. If you don't own a tablet of any kind, but your mom does, ask your mom to take a look on her tablet, you know. Um, if you're a Windows user and your friend has a MacBook, ask your friend to look at the website on their MacBook and just make sure that it looks okay. Click around a few places, see how it looks. 
So yeah, in general, when I'm doing these things, um, I'm checking it on multiple web browsers. So I'm checking it on Safari and Chrome and Firefox and the Microsoft browsers, of which there are several, depending on how far back in time we go. Um, and then pick up your phone and test it out, you know, and this is what I do. I test it in Safari and Chrome. And then I also check it on a few other mobile browsers as well. Remember, not everybody uses the same devices that you own. So you have to make sure that it, it has a nice experience for anybody who might come to your website, right? So you want your clients, that is your, you know, massage therapy or nutrition or whatever it is you do, your clients to have a nice experience when they come to your website, no matter what device that they have. Now, caveat here, I want to make this clear. If you do decide to do this and it, it, it you know, again, you don't have to take a deep dive and test every single device out there. I mean, who has the time or the access to those things? Uh, like I said, unless you're a developer and you do have access to those things. But I want to make it clear that things are not going to look exactly the same on all devices. It should be nice and readable. Buttons should be clickable. You should be able to use the website for the, you know, the way it's intended. You have to be able to read it. Um, but think usability, not it looks literally exactly the same on all devices, because that's just not true. That's just not the way, you know, the web has developed and it's not logical either, right? Like when you're reading something on a tiny phone, it's going to look very different from how it would look on a big, a big screen. Now, what do you do if you find a problem with this? Because again, you guys aren't designers, developers, right? So, but what do you do if you find a problem? Well, if it's just that, say, a font size is weirdly large on your phone, like it looks fine on your laptop, but it's weirdly large on your phone, or like a, a photo is too big, or it's not centered, and you'd like it to be centered, those types of things, you can usually fix those on your own. So most website builders allow you to pre preview things on how they would look at different device sizes. Most of them, like um, Elementor, which I mentioned in the last one, has a little thing at the bottom where you can preview it like desktop, tablet, and phone. So you can switch to that view and then make changes that will only apply to that view. And most of the website builders have something like that. But what if it's a bigger problem? What if it's like, the website's not displaying at all on one device type. It disp displays on all the others, but it doesn't display on this one device or whatever. Say that happens, or like you start getting errors, like error messages pop up. Something like that. Well, you have two options. Number one is you can contact the designers of your website theme to get help. So you can just tell them like, this is what I found. It's on this device. So say it's like, so on my friend's Samsung whatever phone. I'm not a Samsung expert, though they make some great phones from what I've seen. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that's your first option is just contact the people who make your website builder, your website theme and say, Hey, I need help. This is the problem I'm coming across. And they like, they can help you out. The second option, if you're either pressed for time or you're just, you don't want to deal with trying to go back and forth as a non-designer with the, with the team. Now, again, most of the teams who build these uh, website builders and also the themes or the templates, they're used to talking to people who are not designers or developers. They're used to it. Um, but that said, sometimes it's just a pain in the butt. They, they want to talk techie speak and you're just like, no, I can't, you know, I don't want to handle this. You can also hire a professional to help you out and they might actually just be able to fix the problem for you, right? It shouldn't be super expensive. It shouldn't be hundreds and hundreds of dollars because it's just not going to take that much of their time. Usually, I can't promise because it's obviously depending on what's going on, but 
the vast majority of the time, it takes just a, a short bit of their time to troubleshoot it and fix whatever the little problem. Usually it's something small, right? Now, again, just to be totally clear, this is something you will rarely run into. Most of the time, you can just do a quick check and then move on. Okay, but I did want to go over that as that's part of my process. And I feel that most of you doing a DIY website should at least do the bare minimum. Check it out on your devices, maybe have a friend check it on theirs if they have, like I said, a different, you know, different operating system, different web browsers. They're on Windows, you're on a Mac, whatever. Okay, so let's move on from that because that's more techie than a lot of you, I think, want to go into. And once you've checked that, check the technical errors or decided not to because you know it's been checked by professionals. What's the next step? Are you done or do you think there's another step? Well, I kind of said it in the title of this episode. We're going to talk about SEO. We need to make ev sure everything on your website is set up properly for what search engine optimization. And I have a blog post about that. I will link to that in the show notes for you. But in general, you need to do the following items. Now, there are, by the way, for SEO, just quick note here. There is way more stuff, way more stuff. Um, that you can do with SEO. You can go into a deep dive with a professional SEO expert and do a lot of tweaking to your website to set it up properly for SEO. Here I am just talking about bare minimum basics. Stuff that anyone can do. It's very simple. It doesn't require, you know, uh, learning, you know, doing doing heavy research into long tail keywords and all these things that SEO experts talk about. And like, those are great, but it's probably more work than you want to do, at least right now. You just want to get your website out to the public and start booking appointments, right? So let's talk about those simple, simple, you know, bare minimum stuff. And again, I'll link some stuff in the show notes for you guys if you do want to take a deeper dive into SEO, Okay. So in general, here's the basics. Number one, make sure you have a good, short, appropriate title set for every single page. The title is the thing that appears in the tab of your browser, by the way. It's not something that you see on the page. Like it's not part of the actual text of the page. It's kind of more part of the code that tells the web browser what the title of the page is. And it's what Google sees, that's in finger quotes here, as the title of the page, okay? So that's the first thing. Second thing is you need to make sure you have a meta description set for every single page. Number three is you need to make sure your photos and images have appropriate alt tags. Number four is you need to make sure you're thinking about what people are actually searching for when you are writing the content for all of those things I just mentioned. And number five is please don't be spammy. <laughs> and now we're going to go over all of those, okay? So let's talk about them. So as usual, let me give you an example, okay? Let's use a massage therapist. Say you're a massage therapist, you're in Chicago. You're focusing on prenatal massage. Great. And your office is located in Lincoln Park. For those of you who've never been to Chicago, that is a neighborhood in Chicago. So in your page titles, don't just have them say like about me or home or whatever. That's not helpful to the person searching for your website on Google. You want to use that space to put in some key things, some keywords, P 
people are searching for. For example, your homepage could have the title prenatal massage therapy dash Lincoln Park Chicago dash home, right? Because that hits a bunch of the words that they would be searching for. Prenatal, you could also use the word pregnancy if you think that that is more searched. It very well might be. It depends on your area. Um, and Lincoln Park obviously is the neighborhood. If somebody's in the neighborhood and searching for something, chances are they're going to either use that or Google will know their location and that will help your website. If you're if they're in Lincoln Park and you're in Lincoln Park actually come up. I'm not going to go too deep into that, especially since I am not an expert on how Google does their algorithm stuff. But needless to say, it is helpful having your neighborhood if you're in a big city. It's helpful having your neighborhood uh, mentioned multiple times on your website. And then, yeah, other pages would follow a similar format. So like, you know, um, instead of saying home, it would say, you know, about me or our services or whatever. Okay. So if you find your focus or niche is too long, by the way, like you're using a, a website uh, SEO plugin, which I'll get to in a second. And it's, it's saying like that title is too long for this page. You can shorten it in various ways. For example, instead of saying prenatal massage therapy, you could say prenatal massage. Now, I know some of you are like, wait, 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 though. I want to differentiate myself from the people who are non-regulated. That's fine. Um, just make sure you're mentioning the words massage therapy and not just massage elsewhere on your website. And it's it won't be an issue. Okay. And also Google will see that you've mentioned both just massage and also massage therapy. It will see both. So once you have your page title set up, you need to look at your description. So again, we're doing something similar. We're thinking about what people are searching for. You want to mention things like your niche, uh, that you're located in Lincoln Park, Chicago, or wherever you're located. Um, you have direct billing to insurance. You have X number of years experience. Like think about the things that people are searching for and put that into your descriptions. But I want to caution you here because sometimes people misunderstand this. You 100% need to make sure your page titles and meta descriptions are all different. Don't just set the same thing for every single page. Don't just cut and paste it, okay? Now for titles, it's fine to have it be the same, except for like one part of it changes. So in our example above, we said like prenatal massage therapy, Lincoln Park, Chicago home, and then it'd be like prenatal massage therapy, Lincoln Park, Chicago, about me, etc. That is fine. That's totally fine. It's not spammy. It's expected. Actually, there's nothing wrong with it. It just kind of shows how your website flows together, right? But for descriptions, you need to make more changes than just like one single small element, okay? You need to write a different appropriate description for each page that actually talks about what's on the page. So for example, the about me page should mention it's about you, like your experience. Um, the services page should talk about the services you have to offer, etc. So it's okay to use some of the same elements. Um, it's okay to use some of the same keywords on every single page description. You just don't want to literally cut and paste the exact same thing, right? So change it up. If you want to use like a template and then change it up so that it talks about, you know, the specifics of that page, great. You can do that. Just make sure you're changing enough and not just changing like one or two words, okay? 
So as for photos and images, it's the same general idea, right? I, I, you want to make sure that the um, alt tags that you have on your images match what the actual content of the image is, but you can also use it as a place to put a few keywords that relate to your website and relate to what people would be searching for. Now, alt tags, by the way, are used both for SEO and for screen readers, for anybody who has a um, visual impairment, okay? They are not seen on the page by the average user. They're not image captions. They're a like behind the scenes code thing, okay? But I wanna be clear here. They are, again, this is not a place to be spammy. This is not a place to put in a thousand keywords talking about, you know, um, it's like prenatal massage therapy, massage therapy, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park, Chicago, Chicago massage therapist, best massage therapist in Lincoln Park, best massage therapist in Chicago. Don't do that. Don't stuff your image alt tags with those types of things. Same thing goes for your meta descriptions. Do not do that. Yes, it is okay to use them for... Um, a little bit of the SEO tweaking. So you can mention your location, you can mention, you know, your niche. But remember, people with visual impairments are also using these alt tags to see what the image is about. Okay, so you want it to make it useful to them and useful also for your SEO in Google. So think about both sides of it. Don't just stuff it full of keywords because you think that's going to help your SEO. Now, my final tip when it comes to SEO is to use a plugin or um, any other kind of piece of software to help you with doing your SEO. If you are on WordPress, I recommend Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T, as your plugin. It is great, very user-friendly, very reputable, constantly updated. Um, WordPress themselves recommend it. They also have dozens and dozens of great videos to teach you how to actually use it. So like I said on an earlier podcast episode in this series, videos are a great way to teach yourself how to do DIY website stuff, okay? If you're on another platform, unfortunately, I can't really tell you how to do stuff. I will do my best to put something in the show notes. I've, I've got a few people I can ask, um, but I'll put something in the show notes to kind of guide you a little bit with Squarespace because I know that's really popular. I'll see if I can find something for Wix. But um, if you're on WordPress, use Yoast and it will walk you through setting up that meta description, the meta page title, all those things, okay? So now that we're talked about SEO, we are almost done. You are so ready to almost launch your website to the public. It is so exciting, right? But there's just one final step to do. And what's that final step? Well, it's promotion. You wanna promote your website. Now that you've got that awesome website ready, You want to make sure the whole freaking world knows about it, right? So you can start booking more clients. But how do you do that? Well, what methods do you already have available to you? That's my first question for you. Do you email your clients regularly or would you be comfortable emailing them? Like, do you have an an email all clients function in your online booking software? Or have you already set up email marketing software? You just haven't really been using it or maybe you have been using it. So there's one way you can uh, promote your new website. Do you use social media at all for your clinic or business? Do you use Facebook? Do you use Instagram? Do you use uh, Instagram stories, reels? Do you use Twitter? TikTok is even possible. If you you have a, a TikTok account that you've been using regularly, 
Basically, where on social media could you post a link to your website? Do you send out reminder emails to clients? Could you add a little, hey, check out my new website at the bottom of your reminder emails for a couple of months? Do you use an email signature when you send out emails to people, you know, asking about your services or whatever? Like, you know, if somebody inquires, um, what do you, do you, do you have an email signature? Can you add a little blurb there about, hey, check out my new website, right? So overall, think about every single place that you can possibly imagine where you could post about your new website, okay? And not just write, hey, I have a new website link here. Hype it up a little, you know? You don't have to get like super weirdly salesy. Just like talk about how you've been working on it for weeks or how much you like the theme you picked or how excited you are to have it done or whatever. Just make it interesting to people so they don't just keep scrolling by, you know? It's not just another thing in their social media feed. It's something exciting. You know, that's that's what you want to do. So hype it up just, just a little tiny bit. And while you're at it, you can also do a little limited time deal if you feel comfortable with it. Now, as always, I know this can be controversial. Some of you will 100% not want to do promotion sales deals. And I 100% get that and I respect that. But many of you live in areas where these are common and you feel very comfortable with doing these kinds of things. Um, and it can be an advantage to your business, right? So you can run a small website launch, quote unquote, deal to help boost your income and help boost your bookings. So for example, you could say the first three people to book in using your new online booking will get a get a one hour massage for the price of a 45 minute one. It's a one time deal only, but hey, take advantage of it right now. Or if you teach classes, say you teach yoga classes or another type of class where you sell class packs, with every sold five class pack, you will get a bonus class added for free, but only till the end of this week. Or forward my new website address to your friends. And if any of them book and mention that you referred them, you will get insert thing here free. So the thing could be, say, an extra 15 minutes to their next added on their next session. It could be a sample product. It could be a sample class. It could be something, you know, whatever feels good and appropriate to you and is something that you're already doing. So it doesn't create yourself extra work. So don't like you know, don't say that every single person is going to be a get a gift basket because that's just going to, uh, you know, create extra work for you. If you want to do a contest to win and win a gift basket, feel free to do that. If you want to do that, that's another that's totally cool option. Again, like a website launch contest, you could totally do that, too, if you want to. It all depends on what feels right to you as a business owner, and that's ultimately what it, what it is. So you guys get the idea, though, something small and easy to do that isn't going to break the bank will actually bring you more income because it's going to bring you more bookings and it's going to get people uh, more likely to click through and look at your website, too, which is great. That's really helpful, right? So yeah, now you've launched your, your website to the public. Hopefully you are getting some bookings and that's it for us. That's it for this website, uh, build your best dang website uh, podcast series. I, uh, I hope this was helpful to you guys. I know a lot of you were asking for help building your website that, uh, you know, was, was free basically because I, I get it. 
times are tough for a lot of uh, people out there, you know, working on their business, uh, both because of the state of the world and because like, hey, you know, building a, a, a business from the ground up, no matter what type of business you have and health and wellness or otherwise um, is is uh, is hard. So I hope this was helpful to you, walking you through the process I use with clients to build their websites. Um, if you do have questions about it, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, or um, I, you know, this is, yes, this is a plug for my services, but you do not have to uh, take my offer if you are not interested. But I do have a um, website review service that I do for only uh, $50. And basically what I do is if you have a DIY website, I look over it and I give you my professional thoughts on how you could improve the website. So if you're interested in that, uh, just uh, I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, but again, do not feel pressured to do that. If you've gone through all the steps that I mentioned in this podcast series, Probably there's not going to be a whole lot of stuff for me to mention, I, you know, in the in the uh, website review. There will there will always be something because someone else's eyes on something. Usually they'll see something. Right. But, you know, if you've done your due diligence and gone through, chances are your website is pretty, pretty darn awesome. So. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's it. We're wrapping it up and uh, I'll be back in a few weeks with the next podcast series. And that's all about taking your business online, because I know a lot of you are also wondering about that. So until then, take care and I'll be back with you uh, in early November with some new episodes. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.